What's up, everybody? Back with the leadership download. My name's Travis Van Dusen. Back here with my friend Cameron Singh, and today we're jumping into some new content on "We Is Greater Than Me." Cameron, you want to ju- take us into this content? Yeah, for sure. I know we kind of talked about this, um, some content related to this previously regarding Chad Veach's book called "Help I Work with People." Um, we talked about leading yourself, developing people skills, and now we're going to focus on how do we put that together, uh, talking about teamwork. Uh, so we is greater than me. Uh, in previous podcasts, we look at the importance of leading yourself and developing people skills. And both of these are essential for leadership. Um, you know, you don't want to do everything yourself. You empower people. Uh, to do more than you ever could, uh, which really increases your effectiveness. And your effectiveness is really not what you do, but it's truly in the people that you lead, and that is your team. Um, When you lead a team, you are the catalyst that mobilizes your people. Mm -hmm. You are the ones that drive kind of what what they do uh, on a day-to-day. Yeah, I think this is a, a, a major transition we make in, in leadership is when we go from being that kind of solo contributor to being that uh, that team, that team leader um, is is understanding that it's no longer about uh, how how hard I can work or or how much value I can add. It's, it's now about, you know, how can I best challenge my team? How can I best? foster a, uh, a community with my team to to get the best production to do the best work um, it's a complete shift in in thinking when we go from that you know that, that seat where we're just it's all about us and how much how hard we can work to now we're responsible for a team of contributors that get us across the finish line it's a, it's a definitely a different dynamic to uh, what we have to do. Yeah, that's so true. And people need leaders and leaders need teams. Um, the basic principle of leadership is really leading multiple people who work together for the common good. So um, now moving on to how do we create this successful teamwork that we're talking about? Um, so there are various components to it. There's direction people, and then their systems. So we're going to dive into a little bit about what this means. Uh, when we talk about direction, know where you are going. Or talking about people, know whom you need and making sure you have them in the right place. Because oftentimes, I know I've experienced this, is sometimes you have your people in the wrong positions. Hmm. You have them doing what they're not good at. They're not thriving in what they truly want to do. Um, and then lastly, talking about systems and structure. And what this entails is know how to get to where you're going. And yeah, go ahead, Travis. No, so I was just going to say, you know, these these three things, it reminds me of, you know, Jim Collins' work with Good to Great, you know, where he talks about, you know, the, the need to, 
to have people in the right seats and to know, you know, know where people best fit into the organization and understand that structure and how, where people fit in. But I was also going to say, you know, when you talk about direction is, you know, nobody, nobody really likes following a leader that doesn't have a clear picture of where they're going. You know, it's really hard for me to encourage you, Cameron, to follow me and to, and to trust me and to, mm -hmm. to kind of charge forward in whatever we're doing. If at the end of the day, you know, I don't, there's that I don't even have a clear picture of where we're going. And unfortunately for a lot of leaders, especially, I mean, times we face now, there's not a lot of clarity of where we're going, but having a basic understanding of the direction we're moving in, if we can't, we don't have that, I would actually say we're probably not the leader in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like mentioned before, leaders need teams and teams need leaders. And so you want to lead your team in a way that truly accomplishes the goals and advances the team vision together. Um, so how do you define success? Um, oftentimes, you know, we're like, we're, we, where are we going as an organization and defining success to define it? First, you need to be clear on vision and your definition of success. Defining what you want as an organization will help you avoid the traps of complacency and unfocused busyness. I know Travis and I, Travis, you've experienced this, is where we all say, oh, we're busy, but are we working towards what actually matters? Um, are we working, are we just busy just because working on things that don't really matter within an organization or are we working towards what actually matters? Are we actually going towards uh, what matters? And where this starts is <clears throat> where this starts is laying out a vision with long-term objectives. Where are we going? Where are we going as organization? And then celebrating the wins as you go along. And that's what we call as short-term accomplishments. It's so important. We have this long-term vision of where we're going, but celebrating those wins. Yeah, I, I, th I think, you know, um, it's important that we we know the general direction we're going in. It's like, you know, be be married to the goal, right? The ultimate goal, but don't be don't be married to the plans. I mean, um, so we have to have that true north of this is where we're going. This is where our energy is moving towards. And understanding that everything else is going to be, a, everything else is up for adjusting along the way. Um, and, and that's something I think we see a lot in, in, with leaders is they they don't necessarily, maybe they don't know where that true north is, or they know where that true north is, but they, they, they expect that that long-term trajectory is just going to, you know, they're just going to keep being able to do the same things over and over and over without making any changes. But when you when you look at things from a short term perspective, right, and you start thinking about like, OK, you know, let's get through the next three months and reach this this, uh, you know, this benchmark and let's celebrate it. Right. I mean, when things go well, let's celebrate it. Let's point it out to our people. Let's let them know we just had a big win. And so that people know what it looks like to win. And then yeah. people have more clarity on what, you know, what winning looks like and what we're expecting. Oftentimes, you know, we, we, we may have a good win, 
and we're just like, oh, yeah, good job, and we move on. Mm -hmm. Well, no, we need to emphasize, hey, we just did a really good job. You just did a really good job. We got this across the finish line. Let's celebrate this. Let's point this out so that the team, I mean, they can feel that appreciation, but they also know, okay, now you're beginning to paint that picture of what does success look like? Because the picture you have in your mind of success, I guarantee you, is not the picture of what your team members picture of success looks like it's a lot different so we have a we have a job of getting what's in our mind into theirs mm -hmm. and um now we're talking about chemistry and culture being aware of the chemistry among your team members and the culture that it creates within your organization and being proactive about being the healthiest and most unified team possible you know with every team there's going to be conflict. There's going to be personality issues. There's no way you can avoid it. But um, I think it's, it's so important to be proactive. It's holding people accountable, having that fairness amongst your team um, so that you can build a strong team and have that great chemistry. Um, and one way you can do this is influence the influencers amongst your team. In each and every one of our, the teams that you lead and we lead, um, you have influencers that are able to influence your team. And once you identify those within your organization, what you want to do is enlist your support to serve and lead people together. I know in my experience, when I strive, strove towards influencing those influencers amongst your team, it makes your day-to-day -day job really easy. Um, and then what you say matters and you should be clear and concise and effective as possible. I know in, in a previous podcast, we talked about concrete versus abstract communication. That really makes a difference amongst your team and uh, can really make an impact on both your chemistry and culture amongst your team. Yeah, it just it reminds me of a, uh, a, a you know, a time in my life, you know, I, I was moving into a, a new, new uh, location and the location had a lot of challenges going on. I mean, it was just a lot of lot of uh, moving pieces, a lot of failures, a lot of frustration. Um, and I knew day one that it was going to be a challenge. The location was challenging because of where it was. Uh, the demographic was a bit challenging. Um, and I knew that I had my work cut out for me. And um one of the biggest concerns was, you know, they were they the people, you know, the team that was already there were concerned I was going to come in and clean house and change everything and and just kind of up end up in their worlds. And uh, one of the things I did that uh, paid off for me greatly in the long run is very early on in uh, my literally the first week or two of me being on the job, I really was able to, you know, talk to the other managers and say, who, let's, who are the influencers on the front line? Who are the guys who, 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 you know, really sway people good or bad. And I was able to get a group of those uh, men and women in a room and ask them some very pertinent questions, some very important questions on what, what's going on in the, you know, in the company what you know what their disappointments were what their expectations were and i was able to start you know reassure them that number one i wasn't going to throw everything out but number two that um i was very much about trying to 
help them have a better life. Um, and that began that process of influencing the influencers. And so it got to a point where, you know, when we needed to roll out a new policy or we needed to do something different or um, we had some tough news to break or some system changes, I would bring these people in first and have a conversation with them, win them over, bring them over to my side of the way of seeing things if I could. And that almost always got me 80% of the team immediately to buy into it because they would give the nod to it. Um, as a leader, that's a bit humbling because you, you as a leader, you kind of want to just think about, you know, you think you just want to be able to give directives and it's just, it's there. But understanding that, you know, you're going to have to influence the, the influencers first um, can either help you or, or it can really hurt you if you don't, uh, if you're not willing to, to work through that. Yeah, that's so true, Travis. And uh, so our last area that we want to touch on is working our your systems. Um, and how this is, is good results start with good systems and people problems are usually problems within your system. So what are some benefits of, of systems? Just going to list a few that I have down here is uh, systems promote efficiency. They assign clear roles and responsibilities. They provide protection. They help onboard new team members and systems help build success. Um, by providing the proper structure and sustainability, healthy systems will, will build your organization. They'll help serve your team and help you achieve your vision. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the, the best benefit of systems is it, it can take a lot of things off your plate as a leader that um, do, do not need to be on your plate. Um, the, some of the systems that I've developed in the organization that I that I lead in uh, have allowed me to to be able to teach others on my team how I think, how I how things need to be done. Um, systems allow us to have a very clear, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but a, a very clear cookie cutter, wet cutter way of doing things uh, so that there's no mistakes on what the expectations are. Um, you know, so if you can develop good systems, you can, you can save yourself a lot of heartache because a lot of questions can be answered without having to come across your desk or you know, you have to take time out of your schedule to 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 answer them. So I 100% agree. These systems are, are very key. Yeah, and I think another thing is um, is to be fluid with systems, is especially in today's time, uh, there's a lot of rapid change going on within our organizations and affecting various industries, the church and, and uh, different organizations. So it's important also to be... Uh, to be fluid with, with your systems. Um, anything else to add, Travis? Uh, no, I mean, I think I think the most important thing to understand is that, you know, as, as you shift into a leadership position is understanding the value of the team. Um, I think overall, you know, we're speaking to uh, overall younger, younger leaders who are making those transitions into that. 
Um, I think that a lot of people have built their credibility on themselves, but ultimately your credibility will stand or fall based off on how you can lead a team. Um, you could either be very successful or, or it's, you're not going to, cause you're not going to be able to go, but so far uh, on your own hustle. So it takes uh, being able to implement some of these, these principles into your own life, into your own team to be able to be successful. So, yeah, that's that. All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in on this latest leadership download podcast. Um, hope this is helping you and uh, all the young professionals out there and uh, catch us on the next one. Thank <laughs> you.